Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! <laughs> Welcome to the Mad Max Minute Podcast, the daily podcast where we break down Mad Max one minute at a time. I'm Rick. And I'm Julia. And today we are talking about Minute 53, which begins with Max talking to Fifi on the stairs, and it ends with Max leaving to go on vacation. So we pick up today, continuing along Max's explanation of why he wants to leave. And he says to to Fifi, look, any longer out on that road, and I'm one of them, you know, a terminal crazy. Only I've got a bronze badge to say I'm one of the good guys. And this sounds really familiar. And I feel like we talked about this in the past. The idea that the police officers in this world are just another gang, but the fact that they have badges puts them on the right side of the law. And I'm having trouble nailing down... Was it when... If and when we talked about that. Was it in the courtyard after Johnny leaves? Fifi says uh, something like... So long as the paperwork's clean, you boys can do whatever you want out there. Yes. Might have talked about it then. I feel like we might have talked about it earlier. Um, Mm, You're right. I, I do think we talked about it earlier. Because... I mean, even in the beginning of this movie, I mean, every single officer... It just... Well, it, not every single. We got Sarson Scuttle to look up to. But every single officer, they're either hanging out in a field, getting breakfast. You know, they've got the hood up and they're working on their car. It's like they're all kind of just slacking off. Right. They're just doing their own thing. Doing a bunch of good old boy stuff. And didn't have good results. No, no. Certainly not. Only Max, who is the hero of our story. Right. So, of course, has had good results. Yeah. And, I mean, you can definitely see where Max is coming from here, because he doesn't want to turn into someone like the Knight Rider. Yes. You know, someone who's out there on the road terrorizing people. And I think the fact that the MFP officers are not out there terrorizing people definitely puts them in the safe category from turning into terminal crazies because they're not out terrorizing the common folk. I don't know. I mean, okay, yes, I agree with you. They're not out there terrorizing the common folk. But Roop was spying on common folk. Yeah. And his method of spying on them meant he was pointing a gun at them. Yeah, but I don't see that But as... it wasn't with the motive of creating terror, so yeah, therefore I it wasn't terrorizing. Exactly. But it was more down that path than down like a good path yeah i just i can understand that max has been dealing with unsavory individuals for so long that he's worried about their qualities rubbing off on him but nothing we've seen in this movie really gives us the impression that the mfp is that bad i wonder and maybe this maybe max is wondering this too the the history between Goose and Johnny. If the roles had been reversed, if Goose had found Johnny in a position, a life-threatening position, would Goose have killed him? Yeah. And I think that it would have been a distinct possibility that he would have. Yeah. So perhaps that's kind of the thinking that Max has too, that, and and Goose might have gotten away with it. Yeah, because that that altercation they had when Johnny was being released, mm-hmm. there were a lot of tempers flaring. There was a lot of control that was being lost. Yes. And so you go from that experience of 
everyone losing their cool and getting into a massive fight, and then all of a sudden Goose is hunted down and murdered. Mm-hmm. I mean, Max has seen how quickly everything can can flip. I think flip out of control. I think the scenario could have flipped, and it would have ended in Johnny's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to think that if Goose had found Johnny in that position yeah he might have left him but i don't think he would have Mm. you know taken an active role in killing him i think he would have done and i know this is like the second batman reference we've had in a couple of days he probably would have done that thing where it's like i won't kill you but i don't have to save you i feel like that's what goose would have done true you know he probably would have thrown out some sort of one line related to when they arrested johnny as he you know Whatever scenario he's in takes care of Johnny for Goose. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's interesting to 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 hypothesize, you know, how Goose would have handled that situation were the roles reversed. I feel like Max, if, okay, if Max and Goose were r- driving together and they found a flipped over ute and Johnny was inside, mm-hmm. they probably would have tried to pull Johnny out. I think that would have been the influence of Max. Yeah. And I think that's why Max is the better officer. Yes. I think. Skill of driving aside. Yes. But he's afraid of... Losing that moral high ground, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Um, Trying to think if if we've seen any evidence of that starting to happen. I mean, he did play a great game of chicken with the Knight Rider. Yeah. That was very dangerous. Yeah, certainly not in the books, you know. Yeah. We kind of joked about, oh, if, if... they had just done that sooner. Right, but like, that's not that's not the sort of thing that they learn at the academy. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of what he's thinking about. Like, he's pushing the limits out there and acting recklessly. And he that, that scares him. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. I'm very interested to see what other people think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, it's not a new concept. Um, Friedrich Nietzsche said... Beware that when fighting monsters, you yourself do not become a monster. For when you gaze long into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. Like, it's not a new idea by 1976, the idea that if you go around fighting monsters for all these years, their influence is going to start rubbing off. And I think Max does not want that to happen. Because he probably feels it happening, just ever so slightly. Yes. Slightly enough that he still knows that it's wrong. Yeah. You made a face. I was thinking about Batman again. Isn't there a thing about fighting evil so long that you live oh, long yeah. enough to become the thing you're fighting? Something you either like that. you either die a hero or you yeah. live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Yes. And oh, I can't stand Batman, but he keeps popping up. I mean, technically well, that was Aaron Eckhart. Yes. And it wasn't actually Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And you could kind of say that in and, this movie... Right, that, the subject matter is very similar. This idea of heroes yeah. and their behavior versus anti-heroes and their behavior. So, Max is a hero for a majority of the movie. and But he you know, lives long enough. You know, Goose dies a hero. Max lives long enough to become the villain. Yes. There you go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> like I said the other day... Go listen to Batman 89 Minute if you want Batman content. If you want more Batman. We keep straying into it, but I swear it's on accident. I am so sorry. (laughs) Okay, so Phoebe... Phoebe, oh my gosh. (laughs) So Phoebe's at the Central Perk. Welcome to Friends Minute. (laughs) So uh, Fifi, again, changes tactics. Yep. And offers Max essentially a sabbatical. Yep. Take take a couple weeks off. Yeah, so... 
He thinks for a moment and then steps forward. And I, what I like about this next exchange and that this is the first time in the three days we've been talking about this scene. This is mm. the third day. Uh, they're finally back on level ground. Yes. Fifi gets right down on Max's level and stops, you know, towering over him. Yes. It's interesting while we're on the subject of that is that this whole time as Max is going down the stairs and they're progressing slowly a couple steps at a time, physically, Fifi has the high ground. Right. And that's supposed to mean something metaphorically. But I feel like Max, you know, morally speaking, has the high ground here. Mm. But he's the one that is lower down, the one is shown to be smaller. So that's kind of dissonant to me. Yeah. Kind of like, give it up, Max. I have the high ground. Right. <laughs> Star Wars Minute. Yeah, there's a podcast for that, too. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so not only does he get down on his level. He gets pretty close to him. He puts his hand on Lots his shoulder. Lots of physical contact. There's a lot of face touching and smacking. Okay, the face touching. It sparked something in me. Mm-hmm. Um... Made me think of the toe cutter. That's right, because there's another person in this movie that loves touching faces. Loves touching faces. To great effect. Toe cutter touches faces to phenomenal effect. He gets what he wants when he lays his hands on somebody. You know, you meet the toe cutter, you best watch that face, because if he gets his hands on your face, it's over. So that made me think about drawing more comparisons between toe cutter and fifi mm-hmm. and i think it's pretty clear that as far as management styles go toe cutter is by far the better manager but he has more tools at his disposal because he doesn't have any moral high ground he does whatever is necessary yeah and has exerted that power in the past to great effect yeah i feel like toe cutter is more Managing the gang through charisma and fear. Mm-hmm. Whereas, it's a very interesting combination. Whereas Fifi is managing his officers through discipline, sort of, and order. Where Fifi is the paragon of the establishment and the toe cutter is the paragon of anarchy. Yes. This whole two ends of the spectrum idea. And Max is kind of in the middle getting pulled discipline to anarchy and back and forth again yes and what minute was it i'm gonna flip through my notes so that's gonna be a little noisy there was a minute where we talked about a scene with toe cutter where he's running through different tactics until he lands on the one that works do you know do you remember when we talked about that yeah it was the scene right before the match drops into the gas that's right that's right with johnny yep and he Toe Cutter comes up against Johnny and wants him to do something and has to run through a series yeah. of tactics. Do it because it's an order. Do it for Freedom and the Knight Rider. Yes. Do it because you're trash. And eventually he just ends up shouting in his face. Do Until it, do it, do it. And Johnny then has to like to wrestle him. Yeah. He does that so much more effectively than Fifi does. We talked about Fifi being, you know, manipulating... But it doesn't work. Yeah. Max is still very toe, resolute. Yeah. Toe Cutter is a manipulator and it works. 
every time. If not on the first try, then on the third or fourth or, ho- or however much he needs to try. Yeah. And if he can't convince you to do it yourself, he's going to physically force you to do it. Right. He will wrestle he you will, until you let go yes, of that match. Or he will shove a gun in your mouth. Yeah. Like he will get his message across and he will win. Mm-hmm. Fifi... <sighs> He's yeah. kind of he's constrained the end of this by scene the law. Is very like blah, like nothing yeah. happens. Like Fifi has to stay within the law. Yeah, he is the like I said, paragon of order. Right, he has much less at his disposal. So he's not going to haul off and do something crazy. Yeah, because that's not the kind of person that he is, and so he really adopts a softer approach as he gets down on Max's level. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we put he puts his hands on his face. He says, "You know what? Take a few weeks off, eh?" Grow yourself a beard, draw flies, just think about it for a while. If you still feel the same way when you come back, well, it's okay by me. Go on. There's a lot in this. Yes, yeah. It's pretty rare that we actually get a minute where there's so much dialogue. Yeah. So, like, first and foremost, he basically gives him a sabbatical. He says, take a few weeks off. And my initial question was, okay, when he tells him to take a few weeks off, is this paid vacation or is this like an administrative leave where he just is told not to report in for work? And you brought up a good point that he probably has vacation time saved up. Yes. It's, it's so hard to tell, you know, what parts of society are still intact and what aren't. Like, yeah, yeah. Is, there, <laughs> is there paid vacation? Do they have personal days? Do they have sick days? Yeah. Do they have health insurance? You know, we, we don't know any of this. So through our modern lens... I'm pretty sure they have health insurance because I think Dispatch mentioned it as Max and Goose were walking into the garage. Yeah. It was one of those announcements he was making. Something about health insurance? I think so. Okay. I'd have to go back and listen to it again. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure there was a quick notion, something about doctors or or something like that. Oh, okay. Make sure your primary care physician is within network. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Not that exactly. Um, but I just, I just feel like I remember it there. Okay. So if, Um, if the idea of health insurance is intact, then I would assume that the idea of earned vacation time time is also intact. And I can tell you as a public employee, like... You get a lot. You, you get a fair amount of vacation. And I can tell you as a private employee, you get not a lot. (laughs) Um, but I find it interesting that like Fifi just kind of tells him to take a few weeks off Mm -hmm. and... I can say for, based on what we've seen of his character, if this was a out of the blue thing where Max did not have all of this vacation time built up and Fifi was just handing out vacation time, Labatouche would probably be pretty annoyed by that. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. I think so. Suddenly they're paying this officer to not show up to work. Right. Like. To take a break. Building him a car was bad enough, but giving him like (laughs) two, three weeks off, it's like. That's just unheard of. Uh, Max strikes me as the again, type I'm... of guy who doesn't take vacation. Yeah. So but... I'm willing to bet that he has like ridiculous amounts saved up. I say Labatouche would be annoyed, but Labatouche, like you said, is is dead at the bottom of a flight of stairs because he That's fell. That's right. So he doesn't know. So he doesn't. He wouldn't know. He wouldn't care. Um, but yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree that Max probably has a ton of vacation I feel built like up. There's two kinds of people in the world. The kind who never have any vacation because they use it as fast as they earn it. That's me. And the type who have crap tons of vacation because they never take it off. Yeah. That's you. Yeah. Although I'm not as bad as other people that I work with who 
get to the point where they're told you have to take a vacation or you are going to lose your vacation time. Yes, I have a coworker who is of your ilk who has who was told a couple weeks ago you need to start taking days off because we we can't hold on to all this vacation time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Fifi tells him take a few weeks off. Grow yourself a beard. Now, I can say from personal experience, growing a beard is an excellent decision. I would highly recommend it. <laughs> um, I feel like my life has improved vastly since the decision to grow a beard. That's interesting that you say that because that decision coincided with us meeting and starting to date. Yep. Um, I also, so I would agree. I also got my current job uh, when I had a beard. Um, we own our house which we signed for and I had a beard. Had I'm a not beard? saying that my beard <laughs> contributed to all of these things. Correlation does not denote causation. Yes. But I'm just saying I've had all of this really good luck in my life and I've always been annoyingly lucky. Annoying to other people. Yeah, not um, to me. I'm reaping the benefits I mean, of your dumb luck. I haven't always had a beard, but I'm just saying that my life has gone really good ever since I grew the beard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's not a bad route to go down. I would, like I said, highly recommend it. If you feel comfortable growing a beard, do so. <laughs> so Fifi tells him to grow a beard, which he actually he actually ends up doing somewhere in one of the later movies. Okay, like he actually does show up with a beard, with like scruff or a beard, like a beard. Okay, I mean he has scruff in the next movie, but like he goes like full on beard. Okay, later on, I don't know off the top of my head can't think if it happens in Thunderdome or I'm just thinking of the opening sequence to Fury Road. But at some point, he does have a big, huge on beard and they, someone shaves it off, which is just heartbreaking. Okay. Just awful. All you need is a good trim. Exactly. You know, go to a length that you are comfortable with, that you are willing to maintain. Stick with it. Yeah. You know? So he also says to draw flies. Yes. And Do you have a meaning for this? I did not look it up at all because I felt like it was pretty straightforward. The idea, you know, go on vacation, sit out in the sun, you know, lay back, don't work too hard. The idea of drawing flies would be like to relax to the point that, you know, you're not worrying about doing your hair. You're not worried about, you know, taking showers every day. You're just out in nature, like camping or something like that. Okay. You know, draw some flies. Don't worry about keeping up all of these appearances that you have to do on a day in, day out basis. Okay. Now, I mean, I feel like Jessie would disagree with that idea. Um, I think she <laughs> yes. would prefer her man not to be drawing flies uh, for ob- other obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think the the sentiment is pretty much, you know, go, you know, let your worries really just fall away. Yeah, a good hard reset. Exactly. You know, it's amazing what turning something off and turning it back on again will do. (laughs) There are very few things a good power cycle won't fix. Yep. (laughs) So, I mean, Max has got a lot going on in his head right now. Goose just died. There was a huge fight at the MFP. I mean, he's not quite sure, morally speaking, where he lies in the grand scheme of things. Like, he needs some time to just decompress. Mm-hmm. To just sit back and relax for a while. And so, it begs the question. Now, Fifi says, if you still feel the same way when you come back, well, it's okay by me. Now, the question that I'm bringing up is that if Max went on three weeks vacation, and it was three uneventful weeks. Mm-hmm. 
Would Where he, he actually got to relax yeah. and decompress and reset. I believe that as when he got back from that three weeks, he would have just gone right back to work. That's what I think. I think I can agree with you on that. Partly based on we know that he has tried to leave before mm-hmm. and has not been successful. So if he's allowed to to rest and relax, I could see him coming back. Yeah. But on the flip side... If he had still decided to leave, if he didn't change his mind, Fifi claims that he would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think that if that time came, Fifi would try another tactic. Yeah. I feel like the... the I don't think he would have taken it. The The time that Max would take off, Fifi would take to <laughs> formulate other plans on yeah. keeping Max around. Yes. You know, come up with uh, new incentives, new ideas. Maybe get a raise approved. Exactly. I, I don't think Max would have been able to walk away scot-free as much as Fifi makes him think that. Right. He's just, he is just trying to convince him to, to convince Max to not commit to leaving. Yeah, exactly. And at in this moment, he will say whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And... You know, three weeks down the road, at that moment, he'll he will still say whatever it takes. I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, I don't think that would change either. And I think, yeah, because Max is the kind of person where he is very skilled, but the type of thing that he does is also very intense. It it requires a high level of skill and concentration, and it can wear someone down. Yes, and I don't don't think we've ever talked about this before. Max is young. Yeah. I mean, Mel Gibson. How old is Mel Gibson um, when he filmed this? I can look that up. Just okay. a moment. He was born in 76. Okay. Mel Gibson was 20 years old when they were filming this. So I would say Max is no older than 25. Right. I, I, I would agree. And to be a cop where so much is put on your shoulders... At that young age, that's a lot. That's a lot of responsibility. He doesn't have the support necessarily of having a partner. You know, Goose was his sometimes partner and he's gone. Mm -hmm. And he's on the job so much that he doesn't always get to go back to Jesse at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll go days at a time without seeing his wife and child. And so that emotional support system is distanced and kind of cut off yes and he cuts it off himself we've discussed it before where even when he is home with jesse he doesn't talk about what happens at work Mm -hmm. he downplays it and that and he only it was only discussed because it was on the news so he's not he's not using his resources properly i mean you and i both lean heavily on each other for you know, emotional support when it comes to jobs. Right. We talk about our jobs a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, not like stuff that would be unethical to discuss, but at the same time. Right. You know, (laughs) if we need to, if we need to vent, we vent. Yeah. So yeah, being so young and in such a high demand job, it's almost like he should be on a permanent setup where it's like, okay, he works for this set amount of time and then he takes this long off. Mm-hmm. Scheduled vacations. You know, not Scheduled like... time off. Not like he goes home for a night after three days or something yeah, like that. It's we, like, no, he commented he gets... way back when that he that's not enough time off. Yeah. Like, yeah. he needs he needs more time at home just to recharge those batteries. Right. And that's, that's why we work for five days and then we have two days off. Exactly. And that's just normal level pressure jobs. Mm-hmm. And, you know... 
that's, that's why we don't work seven days a week. Exactly. That's why people that's who not, work retail go crazy. Right. It's not healthy. We need time to be at not work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Certainly. So Fifi tells Max to go on and Max starts going back down the stairs and he stops at the next landing and he turns around and he looks up at Fifi and says, I'm not going to change my mind. And Fifi says, get out of here before I decide to come with you, huh? And <laughs> that reminds me. It's just so like boss trying to be funny. Yeah. And boss humor. Yes. Yeah. Boss humor. It's the sort of thing that you would hear like from your own boss. Like you're prepping to go on vacation and then like a coworker or boss will make a funny joke about stuffing themselves in your suitcase and going yeah. with you or something like that. It's just so like awkward funny. All I can think of is like how awkward it would be if you have Max and Jesse <laughs> in the front of their station wagon. And then Fifi's in, like, Fifi, this giant guy is back there with Sprog. Uh-huh. And he's this just gigantic third wheel. Yes. You know, like, how awkward that would be. Because Roger Ward is not a small guy. <laughs> nope. It's like, and Jesse would be like, what is going on here? Yeah. I don't think she'd be pleased. It'd be incredibly awkward. So. So, Max says goodbye. And then he says thank you. Yeah. And it's like... Why for are you, what? Why, Thank you for what? I feel like he's thanking him for the vacation time, but it's like you walked in. But that's not what you went in there for. Looking to resign. Right. You did not get what you wanted out of this situation. For all intents and purposes, you did not win. Nobody won. It's like... Oh, I think Fifi won. Because Fifi got Max to not resign right then and there. Yeah, but... <sighs> I guess so. I guess so. It's like when you're trying to break up with a boyfriend and you walk away from the conversation and you're like, I don't think we're broken up. I don't think that conversation like stuck. I don't think they got it. Fifi didn't get it because he wasn't listening to Max. That's why he didn't get it. And so Max walks away from this conversation where he was supposed to be quitting, like partially quitting. Like, I, I, I still, I still feel like nobody got what they wanted. Yeah. Yes, Fifi got Max to give him, you know, three weeks and then give him another answer. But that's, that's Fifi telling himself what's going to happen. Yeah. That's not, did Max ever say, okay, I will. I'm going to take a couple weeks. I'm going to go on vacation and then I'll come back and talk to you again after that. No, he didn't like agree to this plan. He just, all he said a couple times was, I'm not going to change my mind. So. Yeah, Max did not, like, he's still on the chain, so to speak. And I mean, as he's walking down the stairs, Fifi is there and he's shouting down at him, you'll be back, Rokotansky. Yeah, he's just not letting up. You're hooked, Max, and you know it. Did you find it interesting that he called him Rokotansky that once? (laughs) Where he used his surname? Yeah, I'm not sure Um, I'm... I'm going to read anything into it. it we was don't just, hear it a lot. No. I didn't even know his last name was Rakatansky until I started uh, looking up like on IMDb and the list of actors and, I think, and the cast and stuff. I think one of the first times we hear it in the movie is the bubble trike scene where he calls over there, Rakatansky, go ahead. Ah, uh, that's true. Um, And then this scene where Fifi says it. Yeah. Um, it's just very rarely used. Yeah. But Fifi is absolutely right that Max is hooked. Yes. And I find it interesting that he's using that as an argument to keep Max around. Yeah. And Max is using that as an argument to leave. Yeah. 
Like that's exactly <laughs> why Max wants to leave is because he knows he's getting hooked to this lifestyle, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting that in all of this conversation over the last two minutes or so, Max is talking about what he doesn't want. Well, what does he want? Right. He still has to provide for his family. So what's he going to do? Where? What's his next step? Yeah. You know, is there a circumstance where he would stay with the MFP if he was in a different position? Yeah. Like maybe he could take over for dispatch. Yeah. You know. Because then dispatch would have a name. Yeah. And they could send her out to go do cop stuff. Yeah. I mean, she knows all the rules and regulations. Exactly. I bet she'd be great. She'd be the most by-the-book officer they've ever had. Yeah. Fifi would love that. Oh, absolutely. She could be the hero we need. Told you we don't need another hero. <laughs> so as Fifi's word echoes down the stairwell, we transition over to a, a nice pastoral countryside scene. Before we do, I just want to make one more comment. Okay. I love that we had this particular conversation in this stairwell. The acoustics are great. The lighting is pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Like the just the actions of slowly moving down the stairs it was just it was a really good scene Mm -hmm. i really liked the setting yeah yeah and it's a beautiful stairwell like the the banisters are really nice and and stuff so yeah yeah on to vacation so yeah we we basically transition right to max and jesse driving through the countryside in their station wagon Mm -hmm. um tomorrow is gonna be kind of fun because we kind of get to see a bunch of little vignettes you know, it's a, it's a montage. Yeah, and montages and are fun. And it's cute. It's it painfully adorable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there will be plenty of time for that tomorrow. Yes. In the meantime, our website is madmaxminute.com. You can follow us on Twitter at madmaxminute and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash madmaxminute. Thank you for joining us for Mad Max Minute number 53. We'll see you tomorrow. Motorbikes and men.